You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Tuesday, December 26th, and not a very Merry Christmas for the Kansas City Chiefs as they fall to the Las Vegas Raiders 20-14 to on Christmas Day. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, um... There's no way to really sugarcoat this. I think you can easily call this game the worst Chiefs offensive performance in the Patrick Mahomes era. Yeah, and and it was a game they needed, right? I mean, this is with the AFC West on the line. Uh, The Raiders seemingly have nothing to to play for. And you come out in the national stage Christmas Day. uh, Grand opportunity, I think, to reset the national narrative on yourself as well. And it kind of just reinstilled a lot of the negative things that people say about this team and they lose the game. And now you look at next week against Jake Browning and the Bengals. And I, I think we're to the point of, you know, I, I'm not assuming that that's going to be a win. You know, I, you know the, the wins for this team are, are no longer, Hey, the chiefs are a better football team. They're definitely going to win certain games and wonder what happens in that game. And, and certainly gives you questions about the AFC playoffs. Like I, I wouldn't trust the Chiefs right now to beat any of those top tier AFC teams. Yeah, it, it it just continues to highlight a very frustrating season for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think the most concerning thing about this game, and we'll get into everything a little bit, uh, obviously there's some injuries that we definitely need to mention here, but was really just the dominance of the Raiders' defensive line against the Chiefs' offensive line. And we know they're starting a rookie tackle in Wanya Morris as Donovan Smith was not available in this game. And, you know, and maybe it's Morris's job moving forward here. But Jawan Taylor, Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, uh, like everybody struggled against that Raiders' front on Monday, and they were just pressuring Patrick Mahomes 
the entire game. Like Mahomes was just running for his life and then can't find anybody open downfield. And just by the end of the game, you could tell Mahomes was just exhausted from just trying to keep from getting drilled on every single drop back. Yeah. I mean, and, and I just, I think what's really worrisome about this is, you know, for the whole year, we've just been upset generally about the chiefs pass catchers. But what was, I think, scary for this game is that everybody was bad. I mean, the pass catchers couldn't get open, so that was part of the problem for sure. But the offensive line had as bad of a game as it's had all year. I mean, you saw the CBS cameras catching Mahomes yelling, pleading with his offensive line to do something when it came to the protection. And then, you know, you even look at Mahomes. I don't think Mahomes played all that well. You know, we're okay to say that. Uh, he's a human. He's, he's allowed to have a bad game. And some of the throws, you, you just were like, man, that's not even the vicinity of the receiver. It's behind the receiver. Yeah. The, the play where you fumble the ball. And then also, too, uh, the interception. It was a, a bad decision by Mahomes. He admitted that uh, to me. So uh, this is one of those games where, Steve, I think you're gonna just going to want to burn the tape. I don't think there's anything positive offensively um, that you can kind of come up with. Uh, so they just need to put this behind them and somehow just play better than Steve. It's that simple. Yeah, I, I've been saying for weeks that this team really needed to hit rock bottom to take a long, hard look at themselves. And I, I still didn't believe that they had hit it. Um, I, I think it's safe to say this performance against the Raiders probably was rock bottom for the Kansas City Chiefs offensively, but I don't see how anybody could come out of that game and say like, Maybe this was the turning point. Maybe this was the kick in the butt that they needed because I don't feel confident about this team in the postseason at all right now. And, you know, obviously they have two more turnovers that both lead to defensive scores for the Raiders. Uh, it's a botched handoff, but from Isaiah Pacheco to Patrick Mahomes on like a trick play that they ran a couple of times in this game. I don't really understand why they're doing things like that. And then the pick six just seemed like it was just frustration from Mahomes, just forcing a ball he had no business throwing. And that winds up being the difference in this game where the even the touchdown drive that Chiefs had in the fourth quarter to bring this to a one-possession game where Mahomes, you know, incredible play, escapes pressure, keeps the play alive, finds Justin Watson in the end zone. Like, even that play, it was like, the entire game was building to that moment and it took everything that Patrick Mahomes absolutely had just to get into the end zone again. And it still wasn't even close to enough for this chiefs team. Yeah, it was too little too late. And, and by that point, the Raiders are fine, you know, relinquishing that, that touchdown because it didn't matter. There was no time left. You know, they, they realized we're going to have an opportunity here where if we just get a first down or, or two, we're going to win the football game. That's what they did. Uh, and I, you know, I don't look at the defense at all, you know, for that. And, and I, that's something that I put out on Twitter, uh, just the idea that, you know, we got Nick Bolton at the podium and the first question we ask him is just about the performance. And the first thing he mentions is, you know, we didn't get the ball back in, in Patrick Mahomes' hands. Like I understand it was a little bit leaking on the final drive and that's why they needed to get the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. But Aiden O'Connell had 62 yards in this game, Steve. Yeah. And he won. Uh, and they, they, the they played Devontae six. Adams. <laughs> he had one catch for four and, yards. Devontae Adams was limited to four yards. Like, and you lost the game. Uh, and, and it, it kind of, I know what the score ended up being, but it kind of wasn't close. Uh, and so um, completely on the offense, uh, I have tried to, to say, you know, for weeks and the entire year, essentially, like I think the Chiefs are close on offense. And, um, you know, this almost makes it impossible to defend. Uh, they are a unit that looks nothing uh, like it did last year, building steam toward the playoffs, um, you know, having a chance for that number one seed that's out the window now. Um, as they go, they'll be definitely playing on wildcard weekend. And so 
Uh, it's desperation mode. This game has to be the rock bottom for the offense, or it's just going to be one of these situations where the Chiefs are going to uh, get eliminated by a team that's hungrier and better uh, in the first round. Then it's out the first round, and it'll probably be the second round. Yeah, you you have to wonder if there's any hope that this team can somehow put this together and salvage their season and actually look competitive in the playoffs. You know, maybe going on the road for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career in the postseason is what they need. Like maybe that's just what they need to finally figure this well, thing out. Yeah, you you know, like you just never thought that they would maybe be a team like the Los Angeles Rams, right, where they win the Super Bowl and then they would kind of completely peter out. Um, but this quality of football is just not even close to what it was last year. And what's interesting about that is a lot of the same guys, right? So, you know, you don't really understand what, what has happened with the offensive fall off for guys like Sky Bar and Moore and, and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Darius Tony, who was a factor last year, didn't even play in this game. I mean, he's been um, not so good when he's healthy and has shown an inability to stay on the field. And so, um, Chiefs are going to have to dig deep. You know, if you're, if you're digging for positive signs, it looked like Richie James. Uh, had some some juice to him uh, at times, and maybe he can be uh, somebody that you throw into that lineup. Uh, shame for Isaiah Pacheco to, to go out with a concussion. And don't forget, uh, this is uh, a Monday game. So now the Chiefs restart their week, and it's a, a short uh, time in between now and the next game, which is Sunday. So we'll even see if Pacheco is uh, available for that game. It, this is rock bottom. It has to be rock bottom. If it's not, and they somehow go lower than this, and I, you got to be looking at a wild card around uh, um, exit. You know, there's no other way to really yeah. say it. And uh, guard Trey Smith also left this game with a calf injury. So those are things to monitor uh, this week as we get ready for this matchup with the Bengals. And Pete, like, obviously I'm annoyed because we had to work so long on Christmas yeah. Day. But I think having these games on Christmas Day is not fun. Like, it, It's just garbage for everybody because now the players have this short turnaround this week and there's no time in between. Like they have to immediately turn this page to the Cincinnati Bengals who are trying to keep their, their season alive with the backup quarterback and have done pretty well for the most part in, in that situation. So now they, they all of a sudden they have to host this Cincinnati Bengals scene that they've had problems with. And there's just no time to relax and refocus and spend time with your families and do whatever you want to do over the holidays because they immediately have to turn the page, and now they're coming out of this game banged up. Yeah, and uh, those are two key players. You know, we talked about Pacheco, but Trey Smith is another one. You know, we'll see uh, how he ends up. He didn't look too uh, uncomfortable in the locker room after the game, but I, I'd imagine he's going to be at least limited maybe to, to start this week, and you'll see if you have your offensive line. Um, you know, the offensive line wasn't good. Uh, nobody on offense was, was all that good. And so, yeah. like I said, it it's one of those games where you burn the tape, but uh, it, it – it, it, it gets you down because it's not like this is the middle of the season. The Chiefs have a ton of time to figure this out. Uh, we've been saying, you know, they'll clean it up. They'll figure it out. And now it's it's going to be week 17 here. And so uh, you just wonder uh, if this is not going to be a team um, that shows uh, any kind of drive to uh, make a run here to try to de- defend their title. Very disappointing uh, Christmas Day game. And uh, we'll see how they respond uh, against the Bengals next week. Yeah, just – Ugly loss. This one was absolutely not on the defensive side of the ball. They were tremendous all day outside of that that final drive where you could tell like Nick Bolton's going to do that because he wants to be a good teammate, but they were exhausted. Like the Chiefs defense was carrying them on Monday. So 
brutal loss that uh, virtually eliminates the Chiefs from getting the number one overall seed in the playoffs. But I had already moved on from that. I did not think that it, it was going to happen at this point. And now the Chiefs will have to move forward, try to win their last couple of games and, and see if they can manage yeah. to get the two seed, depending on what happens with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Cowboys, which I, I didn't really expect to, to happen. I thought the Cowboys would get that game. I've been saying for a while now that I think the Chiefs would be the two seed. I don't know what they're going to be. I really don't. I mean, I you think that they'll get the Chargers game, right? Because it's Easton Stick. It's not Justin Herbert. It would be yeah. unbelievable um, if they lost that game to, to close the season. But doesn't suddenly the Bengals with Browning and they need to win as well, doesn't that suddenly seem a little bit closer to a coin flip than one that you feel good about the Chiefs winning? So who knows? Uh, who knows what the the playoff seating will look like. I, I don't feel as strongly as I did that the Chiefs yeah. will get the number two. Who knows if it will even be the three. Now, maybe it dips even further than that. Yeah, it, it feels as of right now, they're probably going to be locked into the three seed. We know I, Jacksonville's dropped four games in a row and, and nobody wants to pull ahead in that division right now between the Texans and the Colts. But it, it's, it's going to be a, a tough road ahead for the Kansas City Chiefs and that'll start this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. So, We'll have everything you need to know at arrowheadpride.com. Make sure you stay locked in there. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PGSweet. I'm Stephen Sartre. where you can find me. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we are doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And we'll be back uh, later this afternoon on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network with another edition of the Out of Structure Podcast. We'll talk to you. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premiere. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premiere is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas. The city. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe. More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.